So I would typically say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, but today I'm just going to say good morning because it is past 11 o'clock and we are live at Art Basel Miami Beach and we have an impromptu audience. Give me something to drink. But I think they love us and they're going to hang yeah, around anyway. So it is a pleasure to be here this morning for our first time live anywhere. I'm here with my hostesses, with the mostesses, starting with Maria. Hi, good morning, everyone. A pleasure to be here. Happy Art Week. And? Hi, Suzanne here. Thanks for coming, everybody. Susie Wong. Susie you, Wong presents. You know what? Do you have, like, something that goes Susie Wong? Or I do. I have a whole soundtrack. Oh, my God. <laughs> please. You know what? You should make, like, a whole, like, game or a little small video just with... Well, there are so many, there are so many nuances to the, the various constructs around Susie Wong. So I have put them all into kind of one soundtrack, and I use it sometimes for marketing. But... You know, another conversation. Yes, I love it. It's just so, it's like <laughs> sexy and exciting. Welcome to This Week in Caribbean Art and Culture. Our guests today are April Bay and Nugen Smith. We also want to say thank you to Art Basel Miami Beach for having us today. But before we get to them, and they're going to join in on this conversation too. So I sent you guys an email. We're going to talk about what we liked this year and we're going to play a game. Are you ready to play the game with us, April? Eugene, you gonna do it? All right. Ready. So, <laughs> first off, for our first live, you wanna talk about what we've seen. So today is Thursday, December 2nd, yes? December 2nd, so we've been out since at least the 29th, November 30th. What have we seen that we like, ladies and gent? I really love Todd Gray's new piece, Ingredients. Oh, yes. Like I like it too. It's brilliant, exceptional, and also one of the largest pieces he's ever done. Uh, and that's, I, I visited that several times already. No, that was amazing. That was on my list as well. I mean, what I've seen, I mean, a, a fantastic show at El Spacio 23, the new um, George Perez space, a show called Witness. Yes. Really enjoyed that and a lovely break from the frenetic feeling of the fair. Um, the fairs, I should say. So I really enjoyed, uh, I think it's called Uli Arts. Ulite Arts. Ulite oh, yes. Arts. Yeah. Um, took a walk and away from the fairs and ran into that space um, okay. just happening. And um, the work that I saw in there really focused on South Florida um, artists, and I really enjoyed the work in there. So get yes. up. Yes, that's Michelle Palisant. Yes. She yeah. curated that show. Yes, and you have a lot of locals in there. Congratulations to them. Ulite does a lot for the arts community, you know, providing funding, studio space. We're really excited to have them here. We're really lucky to have an organization like that. So I love Shattered Glass. Did anybody go to Shattered Glass yet? Jeffrey no, Deitch's. I have not made it there yet. No. So you, you saw it? Yeah. So Jeffrey Deitch has a space in, uh, where is it? This in the design district. district is 190 Northeast 40th Street. And that's a really exciting show. Um, a lot of young artists, all the young, sexy artists are there. Thank you for that. Are we going to be able to edit all this out, James? You know I'm always talking to you. James, our sound man. But James, don't edit out us talking to you because you are a part of this as well now that you're here today. Hey, James. <laughs> so, but Jeffrey Deitch has a space and there's a lot of beautiful young artists. It was really exciting and I, I really enjoyed the show. They did get the address wrong, so I'm gonna change the address in the guide. 
the guy said it was on uh, 4040 Northeast 2nd, and that wasn't the address. So, um, I've really been enjoying seeing a lot of great art. Like, I think Basel looks phenomenal. Nada looks great. Untitled as well. So I really enjoyed that. I love Tough Grades um, also new work because it's just like a, a new development in his practice that was very... Um, uh, seductive, and then I also enjoyed um, uh, this. Perhaps this mix between art and and culture. Um, I I did the Virgil Abloh fashion show on Tuesday, and that was really cool to see. Like um, it was just amazing. Like um, the the work, like the the fashions, uh, very cohesive and also very. I don't know. It felt like this mix of um, Florida, the Caribbean, New York, Paris. So that that was also really neat to see. But. Hey, I'm happy that we're back. Yeah, so I know that I felt, I know that I'm overwhelmed because of the entire week, but I also felt like a lot of people just weren't ready this year. Um, I do my guide to black art every year, and I was shocked by the number of emails that I got at the last minute, not because I missed them, but because they had not announced anything and like immediately sent it to me like Monday night. Of Monday, like the 29th. And I just thought, oh my God. Like, sir, no, you've missed your chance this year. <laughs> you have another time. But I felt like people maybe thought the same thing that I thought. I thought that the Delta variant pretty much killed this and we weren't going to do this this year. And we were kind of crawling just to see, is this going to happen? Is this going to be canceled? And all of a sudden it's like, boom, you know, we're here. So I just felt like I, I wasn't prepared and other people weren't prepared and we kind of had to run into this. At least that was my feeling. But Susie, you were ready. Yeah, I was ready. I mean, you know, in Jamaica, not much is happening at all. And I was just looking forward to all of this. And even like the night before we flew, the new variant, Omicron, is it called? Oh, yes. Um, that was announced. And I had this, you know, there's so much anxiety in the world. And I had this kind of anxiety. Is everything going to be canceled? Is it going to be some kind of dramatic impact? And the truth is, we just have to soldier on. And I really love the fact that everyone kept it moving protocols are in place so you feel quite safe you know and the freedom we have to kind of ensure we have it the physicality of human relationship and you know viewing art online is all well and good but there's nothing like seeing the real thing and in the flesh for me I, I have to say that um, the first I did on title on Monday and that was hard like even though that you know, like it was, even though that I was happy that things were opening up, like the consumption of art, like mm -hmm. I, I, you know, the fact that we're in the pandemic and we were not doing this all the time, that first day was difficult. I felt like overstimulated. Mm -hmm. I had to like go outside. Yep. I felt like, I, I think, oh, this is what my three-year-old feels when he cannot sleep and he was watching a lot of images and he's getting cranky because this, <laughs> this is a lot. Like, yes. that's why we need to go drink and we need to go out because we're just... <laughs> completely completely out because of all the colors and all the visual stuff so that first day was 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 difficult and i felt the same way and i know it's because you know we've been in the house for what two years mm -hmm. two years we really haven't been able to go see anything um so i felt the same way i was here for i think three hours until i finally just said okay you know you saw what you need to see let's go home <laughs> we'll try something else the next day so I have to agree. So now that we've seen all these things, we've seen beautiful work, we have our favorites, now we get a chance to play a game. So, and I want to go ahead and talk about the working title in my mind. So the working title in my mind is if you had a sugar daddy, 
what would you tell your sugar daddy to buy you? <laughs> or what would you buy if your budget was unlimited? What if the young lady saying in insecure, everybody's in abundance, limitless abundance, you know, right? That's what she said, that's what she said, right? So if you had 200,000, 300,000, 50,000, 100,000, what would you buy? What would be the first thing in your house? What would you buy for your kids? Maria, we're going to start with you. Wow, that's difficult. I think that... Um, I think that for my children, it would be nice to... I think they would actually enjoy um, Nugent's work. Like, cause it don't, you can see at Nara, um, there's this beautiful, almost chandelier-like sculptures. That they're very playful, yet they're very like strong and meaningful. And I think that materials are very rich. So I think that like they would like that, and I also think that they would probably like um, um, some colorful stuff that has orange, uh, yellow in it. So I would have to look for that. <laughs> um, if I had a nice, big, amazing dining room, or like I don't know, I would probably get. Um, I also like Conrad Eggier's big work in Meridians, so I'll probably get that uh, as well. And there's so much, there was so much out there that, um, yeah. And I would probably put some money aside. I would probably spend like 50,000 50, on Nada. There's some good like emerging work there as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Susie Wong. Susie Wong would never have a sugar daddy budget. <laughs> <laughs> Susie Wong makes it herself. There we go. And, yes. uh, you know, I might Do give my it. boy toy his thing, yeah. <laughs> his budget, just to be clear. Um, I would probably, I would split, I mean, I was thinking of a fantasy budget, 100, 200. I would split between the fairs because with 100,000 and somewhere like Nardin Untitled, you can buy a lot of work and a Basel maybe one, <laughs> you know. So I would, I would blow a whole budget on Todd Gray's work, really beautiful. And I could look at that forever, I think. You know, the distortions, the, the, the merging of the images and the histories there. I just thought it was really beautiful and just the turning everything on its head. You know, really interesting work. I could blow a whole budget on that work and be happy. Um, or I can do what I did this time. <laughs> and really look at emerging artists. I focus on the Caribbean and I advise people that focus on the Caribbean. And so much is happening around the Caribbean Yes. Um, in this fair. And that's part of why I was excited to come because Turn Gallery was going to have their first yes. Miami presence at Untitled, which is one of my favorite fairs. Um, and all women. So I would support that fully. April was with Turn. Kendra's work was beautiful. Sydney's work was beautiful. And interestingly, a couple of the artists have two galleries showing simultaneously. And I think that's quite interesting in different spaces. Um, and I think that's a new development. Normally galleries are like, you know, even if there's gallery partnerships, they have an agreement that only one will show at particular spaces. Not I have not made it yet. I'm hoping to make it this afternoon. Um, I would also go for... Well, last night we went to a new Haitian gallery that opened in Wynwood. And it's someone we know from Haiti, Gail Monin. Okay. And we got a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the work was very reasonably priced and it was beautiful. Okay. Um, and so I highly recommend everyone do that. It's a, new, it's a new gallery in a new space here. And she's taking a real risk with it, with Haitian work. But really beautiful. Um, 
I think I bought three pieces there. Ooh. But you know, with a budget of 50,000, you can go, wow, there was a beautiful Prosper. I'd have snapped that up if I could. Um, that was about 25,000, but it was huge. But you know, he's a Haitian master, a steal really, when you think yes. about it in context. So I could go on and on about yeah. what I would buy. <laughs> gotcha. um, the Paul Anthony Smith work as well. Oh yeah, he's that was also at Basel. Great. I love that. It reminds me so much of home and the different layers and how it's so clear from a distance and as you get closer to it, it becomes less and less clear as it is in reality. You know, it's really, really beautiful. I have to say that it's been also really nice to see, because we've been in Miami for a while, and some of these artists, like just seeing the fair having so much Korean presence, all the fairs, yeah. it feels like, wow, like, you know, yeah. I guess we've been doing it. <laughs> Well, I would go for a Jeffrey Maris as well at Nadia, oh, yeah. but I haven't seen the work yet, but I think I would. I, I saw it. I saw it yesterday. It looks really nice. And a Nugent Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it, and close to Jeffrey, there was a really nice um, uh, African artist from Memphis that has also some beautiful uh, paintings that I'll probably get those recently priced, actually. So oh, I just wanted to mention, and Nina Major was with Turn as well, oh. and I'm completely in love with her work. Completely, I think it's really beautiful work. So I left her out. So I would, I just want to mention her. So I think my budget would be blown because there's um, here it's Sean Kelly, there is Kehinde <laughs> Wiley, and it's yeah. huge. So that would pretty much wipe me out. But <laughs> if I could, I would probably let loose at Nada because Nada is one of my favorite fairs. I could let loose at Untitled, or if he really was digging me, he would let me buy out all of the black women-owned galleries that are here. So I think there are at least six, yes. a possible seven, yeah. um, because there's one gallery that I thought was owned by a man, but is, I think is actually owned by a black woman as well, so there may be seven, which I've never seen at our Basel, period. I know Jenkins Johnson was at our Basel in Basel a few years back, but I've never seen this many at one time. And this is a phenomenal, a phenomenal presence. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that they can stay, you know, and we see them often and that they can come back often. It's a beautiful thing. It's great for my girls. They haven't seen it yet, but I really want them to just stop by just so they know, like, look, there's a possibility for you at any point in your life. You can do this. So I also want to say because there's other like I also like the Christina Quarles at Pilar Corrias that was beautiful, and also the Lana Safdie at Con Gallery was also really nice. No, there's a lot of great stuff. Yes, by women. Yes, and the interesting thing is like Prism has made remained online with not a physical space, which is interesting, and there there are some really interesting works there. Yes, Zoya Taylor has a lovely work in there yes, too. Yes, she does, and she did well. If prison, when we had the last one, I know that I remember 2019. I remember like Zoya's work was like all of the rage. Like everybody <laughs> was reposting it, everything. April, what would you get? Okay, I have a list. Okay. <laughs> and I, I like to budget. <laughs> sure you What's your budget? Um, I would really, sometime in my lifetime, be able to afford to get a Kim Dakers sculpture. Mm -hmm. um, it's the labor, the process, and just the process of collecting the work. Um, the raw materials to make the work. It looks um, like hard work to make. It is. It's yeah. like like screws that connect 
tire pieces, those pieces need to be cut. Sometimes they're, you know, woven. You know how I am about weaving and mm -hmm. sewing. Um, I would also like to get, I, I have a Jeffrey Maris because we're best friends, but I would like to get one of his newer like stretch t-shirt um, paintings um, because he, he fabricates all aspects of his work. So if he wants a shiny metal sterling frame, he's going to weld it and put it together himself and like drive all the way to New Haven to do it back, you know, back and forth from New York. Um, I also would like to get a uh, Todd Gray and an Anina Major. Mm -hmm. Like her edges, her ceramic metallic edges, like Beautiful. the attention to detail. I'm a process-based artist, so when I can see the process in the work and it's sexy and seductive, <laughs> that's that's where it's at for me. Um, what else? Oh, Geo. Oh yeah. Geo yeah. Swabi. Um, I forgot yes. to mention her. I yes. would like to get a few of those actually. She's blowing. And I really, I like the textile works. Oh, Diedrich Backens. Oh, if yeah. I could just get a one by one inch sliver of his <laughs> Diedrich Backens, you know, I forgot to mention him, but yes, if I had like a big budget, God, yes. I, could, I could really get some dream work, yes. but I love his work Everywhere, as well. like I would want tapestries everywhere yeah. across my bed, like in every <laughs> single room. <laughs> like he, he hand dyes his, yeah. his thread and fabric and um, yarn and, the attention to detail is insane. Like even the the intricate moments where there are threads that are purposefully cut and left bare. Um, that's what I would get. I, I would want to get like a, a package of all of my favorite artists working in different mediums. Um, I don't know if it's possible, but I would love to own like one of E.J. Hill's performances. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. Yeah, <laughs> digital. Yeah. But I would want to get like the best like all of them together and just have like my own museum that I live in mm -hmm. one day. Gotcha. Yeah. You know which other work I would get? I just keep talking. <laughs> and I, oh my God, that one. That one. We keep um, remembering things, Yes. Right? Um, Julian Crusette at, um, my God, the gallery from Chicago, uh, Document, I believe. Uh, he has a beautiful uh, booth there and he's from Martinique, living in Paris. And he has, yeah, that, that work is also, and he's doing really well. Like, I think he just won a big award, or it was nominated for a big award in, the, in Europe, so I think that's also an, an artist to invest in. Gotcha. I think I would, um, I would spread it out also, mm -hmm. and uh, first start with like thinking about, um, when I think about fair context, it's like one of these things, you come here and it's like all of these like galleries, of course, that have to have a certain kind of budget um, or get a special invitation to participate. So I ran into um, a space called Tone, which is an artist-run space in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, a young artist uh, emerging, uh, Amber Ahmad. Yes, um, that's yeah. the one that I was talking about. Yeah. Beautiful painting. Absolutely. And, and just to, um, to kind of help support the emerging artists that are just, you know, you can tell that they have something. And if given the opportunity, financial resources, yes. it'll help them to propel as well as being able to support a, a community like artist run space so I would I would give a good amount of money to that artist uh, through the purchase of the work and to the organization um, also to uh, Fahamu Peku um, he's an artist out of Atlanta mm -hmm. um, he's showing here at the main fair I forget which um, which gallery but also thinking about artists who also are part of the community and doing major things within communities yes. so um, and then for one of my other personal favorites, uh, Umar Rashid, 
um, yes. Fur Hawk Two Feathers. I really love yes. his work. Love him. <laughs> I bought a piece last Umar year. Oh, right on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I splurged. Big I time. Plunge. <laughs> yeah. I'm a London show, and I, I keep bucking him up mm-hmm. around Miami, and you can't miss him, you know, with his yes. helmet, his cape. Yes. And he's fabulous. Yep. I love him. Yes, I, I think I might get the cape off of his back, like if, <laughs> if it's possible. He, he, he makes capes. Yeah. Yes. I asked. <laughs> so these are some artists. Um, also, too, just yeah, want to big up uh, Turn Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I went yes. through there and you know really yes, saw does. April's work for the first time yes. in person, um, which is absolutely amazing. And um, just you. to continue to support artists doing and gallery spaces doing work in the region. Sorry. I love it. So those all sound like really good, fun purchases. I like that. So whoever is looking out there who wants to sponsor us. Your sponsorship can help make that happen for all of us, darlings. We would love it. So, and thank you real quick before we go on. I think we can start wrapping up, but ladies, thank you for helping us keep some order. I'm just calling them our sound bouncers. So, so we are here with Eugene Smith and April Bay. Saying it yes. correctly, and we are really lucky to have them. You know, two rock stars. 2019, Eugene came here and broke it down, busted loose with this amazing performance. I've seen him here since 2017. Yep. 2017 started with Prism. Um, and been watching his work prior to that as well. April has been a rock star, so story time. In 2017. <laughs> I um, reached out to a woman to do an exhibit and I told her that I want to do a show with Bahamian women. This is South Florida and I thought that this would work. And she said, sure. I told her about the show. Whoever represented her, I think, didn't like the split. So that was fine. She said, well, who's the other woman that you, um, you want to show with me? And I said, well, I'm considering someone by the name of April Bay. And from that point on, it seems like that community of people must have like looked you up and fell in love with your work because they talked about you from that day out forward. Oh, wow. So, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but thank you for doing your work is what it, it really is. So we have them here um, because we definitely want to talk to them about their work and the role of the Caribbean in their work. And since I'm here with Maria and Susie, my hostesses with the Mostesses, uh, we want to have that conversation about, you know, what you're doing and what your future looks like. So I wanted to add to Nuja's um, uh, involvement in Miami, The Other Side of Now, which is a show we opened at yes. PAM, with, co-created by Maisha Pierce and I. So, you know, Nuja has been all around the city. In April, you've been also all around the city because you're now at two fairs, but also you have a public art installation at the Design District. So... Anywhere that you're in Miami, there's no excuse not to see this artist's work because they're, they're everywhere right now. So real quick, the, the public art piece, where exactly in the design district and how it's, long will it be up? It's going to be up at this point indefinitely. I mean, I don't have a closing date. And it's, I think, right next to the Ferragamo store. Yeah, right next to the Ferragamo store in, uh, I think, 42nd or 41st Street. Yeah. Yeah. 40th. 40th Street. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. But, I mean, I wanted to first, of course, congratulate you both because you guys... Thank you very much. Thank you. Bringing the coins to your pockets. <laughs> and um, and just for you guys to share, what are you guys... Where can we see your work right now and what is it about? I, I'm doing a lot of speculative fiction, science fiction, super, super nerdy stuff. Like, I'm making work from the premise of me being an alien from another planet. The planet's called Atlantica. 
Um, so a lot of my work are narratives and portraits of other aliens that were sent to Earth and to observe and report. Um, <laughs> so there's like offshoots in my work, like Colonial Swag, which is a fictitious fashion brand that uses colonialism from Earth as a raw material to make fashion, high fashion wear. And um, so that's, it's, it analyzes you know, the, the remnants of colonialism as it spans across the diaspora, because I also travel a lot for my work and do a lot of textile research, and one of the things that keep coming up in the textile trades is how um, colonial, colonialism has impacted black diasporic countries or cultures, and also how it continues to influence, like, the knockoff culture of Chinese knockoff African wax fabric. So... Um, and the similarities. So, like, when I travel to other black countries, like West Africa, in West Africa, we have similar, th like, cultural norms that are a direct result of colonialism. Like, like Milo, for example, like having Milo breaks or, like, saying good morning, good afternoon, and good evening as a mm -hmm. etiquette or as a point of etiquette for service, to be in service within, like, the tourist industry. Um, and those things are interesting and we bond over them but then we stop and we're like oh that's kind of messed up but still it's a part of our culture because of this so that's what you're going to see in my work i think yeah so um i'm exhibiting at nada art fair i have an installation of spirit carriers and these spirit carriers are these vessels that i've um that i created in thinking about unarmed people of color who've been killed by police and these vessels are um, created to care for their spirit until their spirit um, can travel where it needs to, to go um, after that such a traumatic, traumatic death. And I'm continuing this series. Um, you can find that at NADA booth 701, showing with Sean Horton Presents. And you can also find uh, my alg bund uh, algorithm, a bundle house sonic relief pack, um, which is uh, one of my uh, most recent projects. It is a full-length uh, vinyl album. Um, comes in a box set with other editioned items in there. Wow. And all of the tracks there are a direct uh, response to um, my experience uh, of, of going through um, once the pandemic began, uh, once we went into lockdown, I couldn't get into my visual arts studio. So I turned back to poetics, uh, to poetry and uh, making music. And so this project has been in the works for a year and a half, and um, it's available through Prism Art Fair as an NFT. So those of you who are in the crypto space and are collecting work in that space, you can collect my Bundle House Algorithm Relief Pack through there um, and also directly through me as well. So these are projects that I'm really excited about um, and developing some, some new performance work too, which I hope to be able to come back down to Florida and um, to Miami specifically and make this work happen. So, it's amazing. So what was the process of making an NFT like? Was this your first NFT project? Yes, this is my first. So um, it was basically an educational process. So I actually spent um, quite a, a bit of conversation with um, Rodell Warner from Trinidad like because he's really big into this NFT space and we've been having a lot of dialogue about that. And so I've been... Um, really going through the process of learning how it's minted and it's being minted for us but um just educating myself on how that how that's happening and april have you reached into the nft space yet no because it really i'm the type of person that needs to research and understand everything and i i've started the process of that like three times and gotten overwhelmed okay. so i guess like 
I'm not closed off to it, but I have my suspicions. Like, I don't know how much of it is, like, a fabricated market from, like, the privileged or, like, what my work, how my work would translate into it. Like, technology, social media, hashtags play a lot of importance in my work and has been for years, but I don't understand it. And, and for me, it's like, I have a hard time entering spaces where I feel like it's not accessible. Um, my background, I'm very smart, but like I do come from a certain background where I've always had to like learn things on my own and figure things out. And so for me, like whenever there's a community where I feel like I feel stupid or I'm not getting something, it turns me off. But I'm not completely like saying no to it. I just, no one has been able to give me a palatable explanation and make it accessible and inclusive for me. That's, and that's just me. Susie, do you have any questions? What, about the NFTs? No. Any, did you want to ask any questions about their work? Oh, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was just completely okay. with April there thinking about NFTs and accessibility. She did just actually I, kind of make me think yeah, about it. Yeah, I, no. I have the same issues. Yeah, this I mean, made me stop and go, It oh. is a creative market, but that's why we need to get in that market. I actually want to make an NFT. So I'm going to talk to you, mm-hmm. Nugent, because I, I have ideas and maybe, you know. Yeah. But we have to. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who was telling me, you know, this market is being created by very specific type of people, usually males, yes. usually of a particular background. Right. And if we don't get in there, like, we're just going to be priced out. Right. Well, the, the Caribbean, as far as I'm aware, because I spoke to Riddell as well, yeah. because he's very generous with how it works, how yeah. to really get into it. And I was a bit like, I don't know what to make of it. I don't really understand it. I understand more about the currencies, which currencies to go for. I, I know it's a risk. There's an inflated kind of false sense yes. of reality there. Yes. But at the same time, as the art market kind of opens up to technology in this way, I think we need to remain open. Right. And from what I understand um, from Riddell is that there's a lot of Caribbean artists accessing this space. And the market is not Caribbean, which is fine, you know, but the fluency in how it works is growing. I mean, my question... To April, I mean, I love the materiality of her work. You share a lot on social media with the stitching and all of that. With the narratives, is there some kind of mirroring element with your use of materials in the ideas, like the glitter, the labels that you kind of repeat in the colonial swag fashion line, you know, all of that? Yeah, like there's a... On Atlantica, we're very high-tech in everything... Like, most of our problems are solved with tech. Um, so I've had some ideas for, like, digitizing the work in that space. Mm-hmm. Like, I have work that's made up of, like, thousands of selfies that people from the Internet sent to me that I output analog and printed, and it looks like textiles. But it's still digitally output. So there's, I've had some ideas. Um, I just don't know, like... Like, for example, I've read articles that say that NFTs are bad for the environment. I don't know if that's true, because then I also read articles that are like, it's not as bad as you thought. And so it keeps going back and forth for me, and I don't know, like, who's the author and what is their intent. And then um, the only successful stories I read about are people that definitely don't look like me. And they come from backgrounds where, like, I find out their friends were bidding their NFTs up and so I'm just like well if I don't have that community and I don't have that privilege like 
is someone really going to understand? Like, I was thinking about, like, fictitious Atlantican, like, digital visas to travel there and, like, different things like that. Like, our plants, like, I have a lot of um, um, gifts of, like, plants growing, which is, like, a method that you can use to get to the planet mm -hmm. that are just opening and, like, things growing over, like, months of watching them grow with music. But, um, yeah, like, I, I would need more, like... I would work with someone like you because I okay. feel like you would be able to translate it for me and I'd be like, okay, well, I trust Marielena because right. we've worked together before. So I know like, she'll be like, this is how April's going to have to hear it. So let me say it this way. <laughs> well, I haven't anyone yet. Thank you. Know? you. Uh, yeah. but, but isn't, thank you, but isn't that why we make the work? Because there's not a space for us. So we want to be in that space yeah. and want to claim it. You know, uh, mm -hmm. fear, you know, cannot be... Uh, uh, guidance on the contrary mm -hmm. want to get in there and claim our power mm -hmm. and I'm I, telling you yeah. we need to get in now that's why I want to make one and because yeah. you know because of what you said the people that are in it I'll do it with you okay okay yeah. and Nujet is going to help yeah us. and I, I agree with that too because um, traditionally too as, as people of color um, we've been very suspicious of all of these things that kind of get thrown out there as the next it and, and that kind of thing and then at to our peril sometimes where we don't know enough and we say I don't know enough and we just keep it going without really doing the research and the things so being open as you said right to um, learning more about it and stuff and getting in um, while while we can and then I, I think also too when we think about an NFT other than time um, I don't know if there's really a kind of a, a, a financial investment into the creation of the work so for instance if I've created a drawing and a painting that let's just say took me three months to, to finish a digital version of that doesn't really cost me much to create to put it as an offer it as an nft right so i think that the return on the investment the potential return on investment is greater or is, is great um for something that we probably didn't put a lot of time and and money into creating um so one way i've been thinking about it also too well, since now that you've done this, and I didn't know how this was going to be an NFT conversation, but I'm going to tell you that one of um, our subscribers, his name is Chris, and when he was giving me the background on NFTs and he thought that they weren't a good investment at all, as he mentioned, you know, once you purchase them, he said the taxes on the purchase is so much for, I think, the seller and the buyer. Has that been your experience? Or no, maybe it's um, who, the, yeah. who you meant with. It's definitely who you meant with, okay. and then also to um, this is something that I'm not too aware of. So I okay. definitely I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, Checked he into that, that too. That it's the taxes will get you. So I think it's the taxes on Ethereum that when you try to cash it out to American dollars, yeah. they really really get you with the taxes. So those are the things that made me go oh. But is know. it regulated that way? I mean, you know, I didn't think cryptocurrency was regulated by legislation. And therefore, it couldn't be taxed. It, it, it so where does be, the tax come it, it from? It may you know? be an IRS situation, uh, for the, at least for the states. That mm. may be what it is. Um, and I know that that's such an easy way to, like, launder money. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if it's unregulated now, it'll be super regulated soon. Because if they want to regulate, you know, a hair braider from getting I, their money off of uh, Venmo, then that should be, like probably the next place that they go with all of this so i will say that um i was at a dinner last night and this nft and crypto conversation happened 
And supposedly, I was talking to this person that was telling that Henry Kissinger just wrote a book, he's in his 90s, about um, this whole moment that we're living now. And he was comparing this moment, in particular to this conversation, like a renaissance. That we really don't know what's happening, but it's this, there's a shift in, in thinking and human you know, experiences. So, so I'm not sure, like I wonder also how ideas of taxes, legality is, gonna, is shifting as well. What's the name of the book? I'll I'll find it. We need to yeah. That's I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Oh. So we're gonna wrap up. Funny story, there was when I was here Tuesday, there was no one in this section. <laughs> no one. It was completely empty. I was shocked by all of the people. And that's not even like a big time refreshment stand. So like all the good stuff is actually over there. So I'm surprised that we have so many people in the area. But before before we close out, first of all, April Nugent, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for you having me. A good week. Did you have a good week? Yes. Yeah, good. absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys. It's been lovely having yes, you. It's been fantastic. And so, April, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, AprilBay.com, on Instagram at AprilBay underscore because someone else has April Bay. And um, you can find me at Gavlak Booth at Art Basel and Turn at Untitled. And, on, and Atlantica. And Atlantica. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at NugentSmith.com, N-Y-U-G-E-N-S-M-I-T-H.com. And on Instagram at Bundlehouse, B-U-N-D-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. And here you can find me at Nada Art Fair Booth 701 with Sean Horton Presents, as well as on Prism Art, Prism.art with my NFT. So, and then also, if the time has passed, by the time you hear this, you can always go to those galleries and inquire about their work at any time. Um, Reach out to them on, on, on social or send them an email through their website. That way, if you're interested in purchasing or getting to know their work for future purchases, either for you or for your institution of choice, you can give a gift to yes. Pam. Yes. I'm sure Maria would appreciate it. I, we need more gifts of Caribbean <laughs> artists for sure. More gifts. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. No, we do. We, you know, we still need Nugent and April in our collection. Bam. Agreed. Second that. Look at that. You already have walking. This is what you're going to do. The end. All right. So, Susie, we're getting ready to log off. Susie, where can we find you? Susie Wong Presents on IG. Best place to find me for everything else. And Susie is an art advisor. She's here. Get in touch with her. Let her buy some work for you, darlings. Maria, where can we find you? You can find me in IG at Contemporary Chica. And I am now posting again on Instagram. (laughs) So, you can find me at... Melissa Hunter Davis, but don't follow me there. Actually, follow me at Sugarcane Magazine. That's the better place to go. You can also visit sugarcanemag.com. Our latest issue is out with Latoya Hobbs on the cover. If you're at Basel, you can pick up a copy here at Basel or at various locations around the city. If you would like a copy, you can visit our gift shop and order a copy yourself, or you can get a subscription. That's fine as well. This has been a pleasure. I am very happy. I brought my daughters because when they were little girls, I would bring them on Saturday nights. So I would come all during the week and then I would pack them up and bring them on Saturday nights. And we would come in and we would look around um, 
and just give them a chance to, you know, see just beautiful things and, you know, make sure they see images made by people that look like them because I think representation matters. And now they're watching their mother actually present in Basel for the first time. It was a big deal. I hope they are enjoying themselves, <laughs> even though I see everybody's on the phone. But I know these are the, <laughs> that's the times that we live in. They're listening. We're listening. Yeah. They're listening. I, I'm enjoying seeing them see you. So <laughs> it'll soak in somehow. Yeah, right on. So this is a big deal. Please be sure to download us and subscribe. This is This Week in Caribbean Art and Culture. And we will talk to you next week. We will be winding down for the holidays. So once you start um, listening to the rest of our uh, upcoming issues, not issues, um, shows, we won't be on for the holidays because it's Christmas and we want to celebrate. So we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you on the internet. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.